When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, there's no doubt about it. She is Rugby League's ultimate roving reporter from Fiji over to the US, uh, whatever in between. Jaleesa Apps is on the line. Good morning, J.A. Good morning, Maddie. How are you? I'm good. How's, how's resort life? How's Fiji? Oh, well, I probably should say Bula. Oh, yes. Fiji is lovely. The, yeah, the people are really good and um, the teams have arrived now. So we had the... Um, the storm arrived uh, Monday night and then the nights arrived last night and they're straight into it, straight into all doing a lot of community events and um, things like that. So it's it's lovely. Mate, you didn't answer the question. How is resort life? Oh, resort <laughs> life. Well, resort life is delightful, <laughs> I have to say. I haven't actually been here before, so I've been lapping up everything that resort life has to offer and the resort staff taking very good care of me. Oh, it's it's the best. We've been there a couple of times and the hardest part is leaving. That dead set, that'll be the hardest part. Yeah. But you'll be heading off to Vegas and we'll talk about that in just a sec. So set the scene for us here. As you mentioned, storm in there, night's coming in there. It's it's part of this puzzle of, of rugby league that is falling into place that has such an international weight on it. This one through the sponsorship of Fiji Airways. So what is what does this all mean, do you think, in terms of the broader picture for the game having having this match in Fiji? Yeah, well, it is an interesting one in the fact that um, Fiji hasn't had uh, an NRL sanctioned match before. So they had the PMs uh, 13 a little, uh, I think a couple of years ago, maybe it was 2019, I think it might have been, but they haven't actually had NRL sides um, visit. And it is quite amazing to think that when you think about all the players in the NRL that have um, Fijian heritage or were born in Fiji and like some of the past, like Lottie Dakiri, who's actually going to come over and, and watch the game. Um, but then there's players uh, in there at the moment, like um, Tui Kamakamika, who is uh, with the Storm and he had an amazing reception uh, yesterday when he, when he had like met sort of the kids and that kind of thing and uh, other players like Mike Acevo. Like there's plenty of um players from Fiji that are in the game. So it's incredible that the game hasn't actually taken um, some a spectacle to Fiji before. And they're really lapping it up here. And as you mentioned, this has all come about not through the NRL, but through the Melbourne Storm. So they have the major sponsorship of uh, Fiji Airways for the next, I think, three years. Uh, and I was speaking to the CEO, um, Justin Brodsky, yesterday uh, and he said, look, we just decided, we just sort of floated the idea and then all of a sudden it happened. We decided, yeah, let's take a trial match to Fiji and the Knights were the uh, side that was on board and finally this country is uh, getting a look at the game that they have given a lot to. So it'll be Saturday afternoon. It's quarter to two Saturday our time. They're not messing around. When you take a look at the lineups, two of the Storm and the Knights here, Craig Bellamy and Adam O'Brien have rolled out the red carpet because you, you could go one through to essentially 17 here and have a, have a look at a, a team or teams that they could well roll out in round one. 
Yeah, exactly. And, it, and that is because there's probably what sort of two of the best teams um, to bring over here because there are things that both those coaches need to iron out before uh, round one. Like it, particularly Adam O'Brien has a real headache to solve in the halves at the moment. He's got Tyson Gamble, Jackson Hastings and Jack Cogger all pushing for two spots and all in that trial match. They sort of all, the last trial match, they all partnered each other at different times and all showed glimpses of what they can do. So this is, um, yeah, like really, it's not just a display match. It's something that um, these these coaches need to to see where their players are at and see who is going to make that starting lineup for round one. And you're going to have Ryan Pappenhausen too. He's mm-hmm. going to have another hit out before um, he, before round one. And we know that, like, obviously he's been out for, for so long, so crucial to get him game time. So you're right. They're going to see a really good match. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. I reckon you'll have a, a wow of a time. You'll be working, but, gee, it's going to be a great experience. So we look forward to that one. Let me get your thoughts on, and I'm sure you've been across um, the push for Papua New Guinea, which we've spoken about a lot, but there's there's been a bit of a change here on a couple of levels. One, Peter Volandis is talking about saying to the governments, okay, well, let's work on a tax-free status to get players up there. That opens a whole can of worms um, about salary cap issues, a million-dollar player that's playing, say, in Sydney uh, only effectively needs to be signed up by Papua New Guinea for 500000 to earn the same money if they're going to be tax-free. How does that one sit with you? Is this is this a, a sign of almost desperation to try and lure players there? Well, it's interesting to sort of be talking about this, isn't it, when um, a, an official decision hasn't actually been made yet. I mean, like this sort of seems like the things that you would um, start and get the nuts and bolts of um, once you had made the decision that that's going to happen. So I guess the thing that we can first take out of it is it's the clearest indication that uh, this this is going ahead. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it does get a little bit – it all gets a little bit murky, doesn't it, Where when you sort of start playing, especially with salary cap um, and things like that. But it, the other side of that is you do want, if you're going to bring a team in, you do want it to be successful. So you have to do, I mean, I know that like the AFL, you know, when they bring the Giants in and, and things like that, there are, you know, they, they, they do things to make sure that that um, team can start off with success. And so if you are worried about luring players there, you're going to have to do something to make sure that that is negated. But this is where the other part of the story comes in. Scotty Bailey reporting yesterday that now there's a belief, and Peter Volandis is saying advice from a senior coach, won't say who, but advice from a senior coach says you've got to have a team permanently based in Port Moresby. They were thinking, let's base it out of Cairns and we go up to Port Moresby. So we, we know the safety issues in Papua New Guinea at the moment, and they cannot be ignored. So if you're saying to a player, even if you're saying tax-free status. But if you're saying to a player, J.A., come up and base yourself here, if you're a player with two or three kids, a couple of kids, one if you've got a family, would you be tempted to move up there? Would you be worried about moving up there? So it's almost counterintuitive. Let's try and get as many players up there with the money, but there's got to be an issue if now we're talking about basing ourselves completely out of Port Moresby. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying there. I mean, I'm not a fan of um, putting a team somewhere and basing them somewhere else. But obviously, this is a 
a, a very unique situation, as you mentioned, with the safety issues and things like that. There would be players, I think, that would, and I'm just assuming here because there's players that have done in the past, there would be players that would maybe sign two-year contracts and not move their whole family. They would just go yes. there for, you know, 20 yep you know, the the part of the year that they have to. Um, but there are, I, I think there are, there would be players that would be out there and, and would do that for the, the good of their own family. Mm, yeah, it's an interesting one. But like you say, the fact that we're talking about it at this level of detail, I mean, they, they are gung-ho on this PNG thing, but that's further down the track. Um, further closer to us is, is Las Vegas. So while you're in Fiji and then you'll head over there, to Vegas, and this is all ramping up. Did you see Anthony Seabold's comments? Had a little swipe at the bunnies on the way out. But there is a, there is an interesting point around this, and I'd like your opinion on it, because we were just talking about where you base yourself. Now, clubs can go wherever they, they, they decide, and they need to go wherever they can organise to get their facilities going. The fact that the other three clubs won't be basing themselves in Vegas, I don't think is going to have a big impact on it. But it does raise a good point. If you're going to promote the game of rugby league, which is what the whole thing's about, shouldn't they all be there promoting it? Well, first of all, yes, I am heading over to uh, Vegas. And let me tell you, my suitcase is looking a little erratic at the moment because there's about seven coats and I'm in Fiji. Um, so, yeah, it's it looks like it doesn't know who it is at the moment. But, um, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, the... The thing is, is that the, the clubs also, I think what everyone needs to remember is that two points are on the line. Yes. Um, and this is what, whilst we all enjoy this spectacle, when you look at each of these clubs, these are all realistically teams that you could say, yep, they could be in the grand final. Like they're all pretty serious contenders. So if I'm running a rugby league club, I want to be wherever I think the best training facility is and where the best um thing where the best where the best environment is for my team and if that is in san diego i think that is where you've got to go obviously for anthony seabold he had a a different mentality of you know putting i actually think that it's an advantage just to be straight into vegas because i think once you're there they can you know go and see a couple of shows get whatever they want out of their system in terms of looking around and then they can get straight onto it there's not another flight there's not another bus trip or whatever to get there so i i I think that probably the seagulls i think that's the way to to go but for other teams there might that might not be the case. And we just have to remember there are two points on the line and two points can be the difference between making the eight and not. Yeah, no, really well said. Uh, all right, good on you. Thank you for that. Enjoy your time in Fiji. Thanks for taking our call poolside. Um, you just want to get another peanut, <laughs> want to get another pina colada, we'll let you do it. But look, it's going to be a, a ripping weekend there. So um, you enjoy it and we'll touch base when you're in Vegas as well. Thank you so much, Ronnie. Have a good day.